0: All right, welcome to Deep Tracks Only with your hosts Colt Westbrook. Wait, hold on. We should say each other's name. Why don't you say my name and then I'll say your name with it's your hosts, Colt Westbrook and Philip Hansicker? Because it feels more humble to like uh, announce each other's name, doesn't it? I built, yeah, I built. And it displays. It displays what nice people we are. Like, why don't, you, why don't you talk for a couple seconds about how nice I am?
1: Man, Colt is the nicest. Man, I
0: really appreciate that. Thank you for talking about how nice, I, how nice I am. Hey, it's Friday. How you doing? I'm great. Yeah, what are you doing I'm this good. weekend? Are you doing anything good?
1: I'm actually, I'm going fishing. It's been a minute.
0: Son so of a gun.
1: That's usually the question whenever you ask me, but it's been too hot. So yeah, I'm going fishing. And just What's to
0: clarify for the audience, are you going fishing for fish?
1: Yes, I am. What kind of fish? <laughs> I'm going fishing for fish? What
0: kind of fish are we going for? Well,
1: they're stuck in. Well, they're not stuck in trout yet, so we're probably just gonna go for bass and. Uh, oh, we're, we're going to a stock be. pond. I'm, yeah, we are. I'm you, taking you a kid. Go fishing, I'm taking, well taking a six year old. We got to catch fish.
0: Are you going to PetSmart. Is that where you are going to fishing? Did you hear that? <laughs> I can hear you drinking. Yeah. Yeah, I can hear you drinking water. Uh, stock pond. Yeah, the only place where my kids go fishing is is PetSmart, and so we normally don't catch anything because. Yeah. Catching something at PetSmart means responsibility, and kids is enough responsibility. Um, we got a really exciting show today. We have one of my favorite guitar players uh, and favorite artists combined in one person on the show today. We have Daniel Donato coming on, Um, and so he's going to be on. We're going to grill him with a couple of questions. You know, whenever we bring an artist on, we're real uh, specific on trying to steer away from gear, right? Because it's easy to get into the gear talk. Um, but we're trying to steer away from gear and sticking around, uh, more of the creative process, the humanity of being an artist, uh, and just being a human in general, Mm -hmm. uh, because that's really 95% of our time. And we're probably like our job 5% of the time,
1: right? That's right. Yeah.
0: Philip, why don't you tell them that?
1: (laughs) That's right. That's like, that's it.
0: I only had, I just needed to drink a cup of coffee. Um, but before we get into that, every show we come up with band names. These are band names. None of these band names are real. None of these bands exist, but they exist in our minds and they should be band names. And again, these band names are owned by us. And if anybody takes these band names, we will sue. We'll come after you with like a, just a fleet of lawyers, a fleet of suits. (laughs) And there's a band name right there. Fleet of suits,
1: unless, unless you reach out and ask us
0: fleet of suits, debut album, not guilty, your honor.
1: You got to stick with that one. You don't even get to put it's it in your Yeah, that's in. not my band
0: name today. Uh, also, if you do want to use it, you just need to email us and ask us, and then the answer will always be yes. So uh, it's a pretty simple legal process, don't you think? It is All right, so for docu sign. Yeah, so for band names today, Philip Hunsicker, why don't you go first? You, I you went got?
1: first last time. How about you go first? Okay. You just know you're going to top me, so you want to go anything. second. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll go first. Uh, okay, great. Oh, no, you got it. Do you want me to go first? I'm just kidding. I'll go. i go for it. Have, uh, my band is uh, Beach Waffle. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And their, uh, their album is San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah.
0: It's, it's a shtick band.
1: It's a shtick band. Yeah. yeah. And they're actually really good, though. Okay. I mean, was it oh, actually really good? Yeah. Wasn't Kings Leon a shtick band at first?
0: Ooh, it's getting dicey already. Yeah. A I, probably band. Just,
1: I probably just lied. Uh, but, I don't think so. Yeah, they're a dream pop band. How was Kings of Leon a shtick band? I feel like I heard that. They were like joking around just playing in bars and just like... No, I don't think so.
0: I mean, I think, uh, I know that Caleb and Nathan were like, they're pretty pretty talented singers. I'm probably wrong. Okay, here's how Kings of Leon got a record deal though, is they were going around just singing to record executives, right? Does that sound like a shtick band to you?
1: I had no idea. Yeah.
0: So I think you I think you are the kings in apology.
1: Wow. I'm so sorry, man. Okay. Awesome. Goodness. They are, they're out on tour with Beach House in the Bahamas right now. So <laughs> of course they go are. Go check them out. So,
0: yeah. okay. Beach House and the Bahamas are on tour together? Yeah. I think you just kind of looped those together because they're tropical themed. Because I no, don't think they they'd be on it. tour together.
1: Listen, they looped it together because they're all tropical themed.
0: <laughs> It's the truck. Okay. Okay. And they're so playing this is, all outside venues it wasn't like
1: on the, the coast. Yeah.
0: It sounds like it was the label's idea or was it the label's idea or was it their this idea? This was the
1: band's idea. And I think it's because they wanted a, like, you, a vacation on tour because okay. you're going to all the coastal places. So. A vacation
0: yeah. on tour. That's why bands play cruise ships, right? <laughs> you know, we'll ask Daniel about that. I wonder if he's done a cruise ship tour. Oh, man. And if he hasn't, can you imagine a Daniel Donato cruise ship tour? That would be sick. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> That'd be amazing. It's gotta be coming up soon. Yeah, here it comes. Uh, okay. My band name, uh, today I'm really excited to see, um, <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm really excited to go see the dartboard selfie stab.
1: The dartboard <laughs> selfie.
0: Stab. Listen, I knew it was going to be a reach. It was going to be a reach. So th- the dartboard selfie stab is what I call like weepy lo-fi thrift store rock. Right? So specific. So it's like when you get the mixes back, and you're like, "Oh, it doesn't, it doesn't sound crappy enough. I need it. I need it to sound worse. You know, I need to I sound dig- like I need to sound like it's more on tape. I need more bathroom reverb.
1: I, I would dig this music. So, so
0: this is yeah, the dartboard selfie stab, uh, and their their album is uh, their debut album was called Slumber Party uh, Slumber Party
1: Coffin Factory. <laughs> so. Um, I- I think, I think whenever you come up with your band names Or these bands that exist, sorry Yeah And uh, in your albums I think you need to explain Because these are
0: Well I feel like some of the best band names Like people try to explain and nobody really lands on it You know yeah, yeah. Have you ever seen Radiohead come out and been like Oh here on today's episode we're gonna explain a band name You don't do that That's Bands so don't good. explain their names and if they do, it 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 disables the mystery, and then it and what it does is disconnects the allure and the mystery of the band. Okay. And that's half of a band is the mystery. Man. Right.
1: All right. Yeah. I got okay. It.
0: Uh. And they Okay. So the dartboard selfie stab is out on tour with Soccer Mommy. Um. Then I'm really excited to go see them play together. Uh. Alright, let's get to it. Today we got Daniel Donato on the show, so we're gonna bring him on in three, two, one. Daniel, he's here. He's in in the studio. Live. Daniel Donato. That's where we'll play the like the the song that we made for you.
2: Yeah, right, right. Yeah, yeah.
0: we'll we'll cut that in.
2: Um, Fleet of Suits is like it's a Picture that as like stop making sense fleet of suits, and then it's like, but their album is called Stop Making C E N T S,
1: and there it's you go.
2: like it's they're dressed stop like lawyers, sense. they all have like they Jerry Seinfeld it, and they have like you know Air Max 90s or like vapor waves underneath you, like the the Allen Edmonds, like three piece. <clears clears throat> I can see it. Oprah you're really Seinfeld good at Blaise. this game. I'm
1: I think you just took my- Stop, stop, making, sense. Took my stop making sense. C-E-N-T-S.
2: You know what I'm saying? From the whole David Byrne, that yeah. whole era, that whole aesthetic. Okay. That whole- Dude.
0: Uh, so, yeah, I, I can see the album name. I can hear him.
2: Fleet of Suits. Or you could do Flock of Seagulls going on tour of Fleet of Suits. That's one thing, too.
0: Man, this is really great. So, yeah. I think we need to bring you on just as a house member- yeah. All the time. Did you just kind of co-host with us? Yeah. Okay. So, Daniel, do you even do you know where you are? Do you know what city you're in?
2: We are in an abbreviated state of existence, OKC.
0: Yes, the bre-
2: So it's a, it's like OK comma C. Yeah.
0: Yeah, you know. OKC. Okay, OK, and have you seen OK so far? So have we, you OKC'd? Okay
2: we don't really get. There's a lot of luxuries that become, um, available on tour as you start yeah. to progress at scale. Uh-huh. And one of those is time. Yeah, and Where we are right now is like, we don't have that luxury as much as yeah. we, we'd like to. So we essentially play a city, we get there an hour before we sound check okay. and then we load in,
0: Yeah,
2: and then we play, and then we, um, then we pack it all back up. And then we go to sleep for in the hotel for like 30 minutes. And then, <laughs> then, <laughs> and then, then we're on the road for the next one. but. I I would hope next time we're here I get to get here in the morning and then walk yeah. around and see. But right now there's, it's very rare to have time to spend to go see. Yeah. OKC. So
0: so this studio is is OKC for you, this road go around.
2: This is what I heard about.
0: Yeah okay. Great. This this is the only <laughs> thing I know. It's
2: a business park. I
0: that, like it. The Thunder,
1: <laughs> uh, the Oklahoma City uh, is the Thunder open tonight? So so to, y'all are on the road, all night. Are you able to sleep in the van? Is it like good sleep? Or is it?
2: No, sleeping in the vans is not good sleep. You shouldn't lie to yourself and tell yeah. yourself that it's good. It's not good. Who's not driving bad. the van? Joe d- insists on driving the van. Dude, I love Dude. Joe. <laughs> I love Joe. I'm a big Joe re- fan already. He's from Jersey. Joe's the tour manager, by the way. Right? We actually evolved it to road manager. I thought it was tour manager too. And if you, if you philosophize on it in a certain way, tour is a segment of what is the road. Oh, you know the road is a lot of things. Okay, and the road is this—it's a marvelous dance of chaos and order, and there can be so much chaos that ensues. And the road manager needs to be the guy that, you yeah, know, or the girl or whatever that you know knows how to handle that situation and keep everyone calm. Uh huh. You know that's a big one. Uh, but Joe drives. Joe insists on driving. Yeah. No, uh I don't drive.
0: Yeah. How do how do you how do you find so? There's a lot of people listening to the podcast that, um that probably want to break out of uh, probably the local scene and then, and then book a tour. How do you find like a trusty road manager? How do you do that? Uh, when I met Because it's one of those things, it's like somebody says they're really great at it, but you don't know unless they're recommended to you by somebody or they work for a label, or it's like you trust their integrity. I mean, there's a lot of check boxes when you start putting your life into someone else's hands. How do you, how do you come across that? How do you do that?
2: I met Joe during COVID when I was playing at Roberts yeah. and um, there was this, uh, there was a period of, I don't even know how many months it was of, of not leaving the house and, and just writing songs and demoing and that Nashville had set up some of the venues in Nashville had set up the opportunity for musicians to go and play, uh-huh. you know, even though tourism wasn't really a thing at the time. And I was yeah. playing down at Roberts where I was playing for all those years where we had met.
0: Yeah,
2: And, um, <clears throat> Joe came in one day, it was like a Wednesday. It was yeah. like two PM. There was like seven people in there. You know, and it's like a bunch of Harley Davidson shirts and like white new balance <laughs> shoes and like <laughs> yeah, I know this. you know, yeah, leather yeah. vests so that glad like I'm not worried with about like right the now. bald eagle and like yeah, yeah. and the Joe comes in with like a, a relics magazine like tie-dyed shirt and he had like he had these like lazy lightning grateful dead earrings on. I was like, I love this guy, you yeah. know? And we just kept in touch and we became really good friends. Yeah. And 2022 was coming into fruition in terms of our touring schedule, like late in Q4 of like 2021. And I was starting to see that we were going to have over 150 shows this year. And I need, I need to find someone because this is, we're starting to build and we're starting to have continuity and consistency within our work schedule and our playing schedule. I want to find a guy, you know, that I love and that is my friend. Uh And This is more philosophical, but I'm just like, well, what does my intuition say? You know, and the first thing that came to my mind was Joe. And he, this is the thing too of like, I'm sure you observe it in leadership Uh is sometimes the people for the job, unless it's something that's engineering and that requires an actual pretense of knowledge. Uh If it's more of an experiential personality-based role, Uh it's really about just finding the right person, Uh you know? Um, there's no physics really involved in like being a road manager. And I just asked Joe if he wanted to do it and he was thrilled. Yeah. And I, we've had like less than 15 days off in eight weeks or so. Yeah. And we don't get sick of each other. You know, we have moments of everyone being stressed and things being chaotic and all of that. Course. But everyone in the crew, it's like, I'll, I'll, for pretty much, I think everyone except Will, this is their first time like intensely touring. Yeah. You know, and it's great.
0: Yeah. It's So it's thumbs up so far.
2: It's thumbs up. Okay. Yes.
0: And mostly because of OKC.
2: <laughs> mostly. So it's interesting not that you that say that about wise, the
0: pretense of knowledge required to do a job. Like, I, I do find a lot of value in, uh, I call it wisdom and cleverness. Yeah. So, like, I really, when I look into partner with people, I'm looking for wise people, people that have wisdom, not knowledge. It's like some people are smart at the wazoo, but it's like, I don't want to get in the car with those people sometimes, you know, because there's a lack of wisdom and then uh, cleverness also. It's like, how can you work your way around the roadblocks of the world Mm -hmm. in a non-disruptive manner, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. So uh, that's the kind of people, you know, here at the Walrus that we're always trying to like, you know, support and and employ and and build ourselves around. Uh, Knowledge is really cool sometimes (laughs) yeah. when it answers questions, but partnering with wise people and clever people, that's... That's the long road. Mm-hmm.
2: That is the long road.
0: That's the, that's the ticket to the long road.
2: Yeah, and the long road, as far as I'm concerned, is the only road there is, despite what all the Uh-oh. algorithms are trying to push into our iPhone screens and our Android screens. All yeah. these, you know, learn five licks fast or, you yeah. know, how to get rich quick or, you yeah. know, how to lose 30 pounds with keto or whatever it the, is.
0: The <laughs> 10 riffs oh, to learn to start. Doing sessions. It's
2: not cool. It's not right. It's, it's, it doesn't work that way. I and mean, especially yeah. if you're an anxious, neurotic child, like I, well, I was learning, it was like, you start to think that <clears throat> there's a wrong way to do things. And, 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 right. And, and oh, they're, man. They're, the thing with music is that it's such an abstraction at, at all points in time that it, when something's wrong, it's not that's not a definitive, absolutist, right. concrete resolution. It's yeah. not. You know, and so... There's a lot of right ways to do things, and that's where cleverness comes in.
0: That's yeah. where openness. Do you have comes an in. example of what you just said? I think that's really interesting. The long road versus the short no, road. No, uh, something that's wrong that might not be wrong.
2: That's where personality comes in. It's like you could listen to a lot of Jerry Garcia recordings, like in the late late '80s, like '89, <clears throat> and when he he started integrating the synthesizer uh, hardware into his rig, uh-huh. and they've been playing some songs, you know, for. 10 years at that point, that uh-huh. he would go and throw this MIDI horn sound on. Yeah. And you listen to that and you, you've heard the antiquated initial statement of that song. You're like, that's cool. It's a, it's, a, it's a twin reverb head into a nice Macintosh pre. And it sounds great. And it's like, it's clean and it's gorgeous. It's angelic yeah. and siren and feminine and it's, it's marvelous. And, but then he throws a synthesizer on and, and it's like, well, that's, it's not wrong, but it's different. Uh-huh you know and my um my youngest sister has autism naomi mm-hmm. she she's absolutely brilliant yeah, and that's the whole ethos um when therapists are communicating with families that have someone in their family that has autism mm-hmm. is that it's not a better or worse dichotomy it's a it's simply a um an observation on difference uh-huh And so I would say those, those two examples are pretty interesting to observe. And then if you look at it that way, it's like very few things are wrong. You know, only the things that are like morally very, we all agree in society are wrong. Those are the wrong things. And we start getting into music. Like murder. (laughs) Murder, murdering of humans is not good. Yeah. Trafficking of humans is not good. Um, But there's a great book I would recommend people get into, which is um, Effortless Mastery kenny warner w-a-r-n-e-r he now teaches at berkeley um but he put out this book that talks about his whole experience that he had with music on you know watching bill evans having seeing him in new york and just blowing his mind the Uh first time he ever played piano and how much he loved it and when he was a kid he was practicing it 12 hours a day and he loved it Gorgeous thing, and then you starts getting older, and you, mm-hmm. you know, your mind changes. The neurological circuitry of your mind evolves as you get older, and what you're afraid of starts to become more into fruition, and you stop playing less, uh-huh. you know, as an adult because you have more responsibilities, uh-huh. and it only makes sense that the the overtones of rightful responsibility fears start to bleed its way into this playful. Muse-filled realm of music. Yeah. And so it's like, how can you incorporate and integrate ideas uh-huh. that maintain that fruitful, free state? Right. Um, and he shares on that meditation practices and then stories on how to practice and methods on how he likes to practice. And one of the main philosophies that are that I think really carries this whole book along is that and this relates to Bob Ross, which is, I love Bob Ross. It's really mistakes are, yeah. they're not absolutely correct. They really are just what you think. It, it's, right. it's your single side of yeah. that MC Escher shape that is reality. You know, yeah. Philip could think something sounded great. Like, <clears throat> I And mean, when we went to Red Rocks and watched Fleet of Suits, we Dude. were all we in were all the, we, we took all those mushrooms. Yeah. yeah. And so you were wish. like, you were like, God, I really... I really wish they weren't wearing those joggers right now, Dude. you know? And I was like, Hey, I think they look good. Right. I think they it look killed good it for me. And it was, so, you know, even though I think he's wrong, he thought he was right. So
1: yeah.
0: It but it, it makes the whole thing. So that's an interesting question. <laughs> so as, as an art, like as an artist, I feel like there is this pull. Um, so for starting out artists, yeah. you know, there is this pull.
2: Interesting that uh, uh, you say starting out. I think you're always starting out. Okay in some way that's another question yeah. <laughs> uh
0: but there is this pull to to stay safe to de-risk it you know exploit like versus oh exploit. i want to yeah. i want to de-risk my art yeah. what did you just say
2: it, it's a whole psychological uh dichotomy that we participate in all the time it's explore versus exploit right and we make decisions based on that all day
0: like it's easier day. to do like <laughs> sitting with my girl in the back of my truck and we're drinking a six-pack watching the sunset I don't give up. Yeah, right. That would have. Yeah, that would it had to end.
2: Yeah, leave in the comment. Um, <laughs> what word we rhyme with, please? <laughs> I was born in the country. Gonna stay here my whole life. We do podcast and just making the up country song, songs. Dude, Yeah.
0: <laughs> so there's the so that that's really easy, right? And and here's the deal:
2: not only that's well, easy. the three of
0: us could get in a room, where we could go slam down like six songs and, and go make some money, but. But so where you come in uh, is for sure like a step sideways. Like I kind of, uh, I look at your career as kind of a, as a, as a mirror or like a, like an echo of like somebody like Stevie Ray Vaughan in the eighties making blues. It's like, Hey man, no one's making blues right now, dude. He's like, well, these cats are. It's like, well, we don't know who these people are. Blues is, blues is back there. It's like, we're doing different stuff right now. And he's like, I'm just. I'm doing uh, this thing called Texas Flood, and then everybody's like, I'm sorry, you're right <laughs> so be. that that's kind of that's where I feel like uh you, you. you fall right now. it is kind of a step sideways, and there are some influences that are giants um for sure in the industry, but it is uh it is exactly what you say it is your art is very explore um, and I think that's really refreshing to a lot of people. Um, so anyway, just congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. Um, (laughs) Thank uh, you. But, but how do you feel, how do you feel safe in that? Like, how do you, uh, what's that like?
2: I, safety within playing.
0: How do you, how do you feel safe in taking the non-safe route for music, for a musical career?
1: Or do you see it? Because you you could play
0: in lots of places. Like you've got the you've got the technical proficiency, you've got the tone, you've got the chops. You can go make money lots of other places. But how did how did you derive it at what you're doing here in Oklahoma City today?
2: That is a it's a long and winding road, of, especially when you grew up in Nashville. Uh uh-huh. There's like a there's certain archetypes that you're like prescribed to fit into.
0: Yeah, especially know. for somebody who's who's logged plenty of hours at Roberts. You know,
2: a lot of hours on Broadway, and the, you yeah. know everyone who plays down there. They're like, "Oh, it's great!" You know, you'll you'll play here, and then you'll you'll go on the road with Shania Twain, or um, you are just like a modern country act. You know that you go play county fairs, and you have a digital rig, yeah. You have in ears, and and that's cool. Like, and now there's anything wrong with that.
0: It's not. It's not. But not. It wasn't for there's, me. But there's pluses and minus to everything. You know,
2: that's like I think that's a big responsibility. Like if you're playing. If you're playing in music and you're wanting to do that as a career and you're seeing that that is happening in your life, you have a responsibility to stay transparent with yourself and see who you really are and, and what you mm-hmm. can be. Yeah. And I just always have been myself and I can't not be. Mm-hmm. And growing up, that was not easy. It sure. was really like, even still today, like I am painfully myself. Yeah, <laughs> A lot of the times. And that's fine. I just don't have an ability to turn it off because uh, it exists in a level of my mind that I think is probably older than me. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just like built in. I'm just going to be me. My personality is going to be on.
0: Yeah,
2: And so uh, I think I was like 23 when I was like, you know, I'm just going to be the best me I yeah. can be.
0: And do you feel like nobody liked you when you were 23?
2: I just was not getting, I would get, I would get gigs and I wouldn't, I wasn't fitting in on the bus yeah. with people. I wasn't hang and I wasn't listening to the same music they were listening to. And I just wasn't, I wasn't, a, I tried my hand at co-writing con- modern country songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, you go sit in a, a cubicle on music row and you get there at nine forty-five, and you guys start at 10 and you've never met this person before. Or you, maybe you have, and it's like, you know that, that I'm strumming out a D chord, and the guy's like on his phone. He's like, "Yeah, man, that's great, it's
1: awesome." Yeah, <laughs> <he's>, <laughs> so it's like you just go in a room with an artist, and then you just write songs.
2: Sometimes it's like, not even an artist. Sometimes I'm <laughs> it's terrible. I I had a music, I had a publisher meeting once, and he was like, "Yeah, you gotta, you have, you have two weeks of lunchbox sessions coming up."
0: Like, that's are, every day. Like, what's five a, lunchbox a, yeah, what's like, a lunchbox session? What's a lunchbox
2: session? This is when I knew I wasn't going to be a a a publishing full-time songwriter. That's Uh not what I wanted to do. He was like, yeah, you know, these, you know, you you just bring your lunchbox every day and I'll I'll just send you anywhere you go and you just write. I was like, that just doesn't seem like it, it it doesn't satiate the muse. Mm -hmm. And what I think that is born from is when you're in a city that has a necessity to produce a lot of content uh, for an industry is that Mm -hmm. you can't help, but organize roles into a, into a functioning hierarchy and tribe. You need yeah. writers, you need publishers, you need artists, you need yeah. guitar players, uh, you know, and you need, you need all those people and that's totally cool. Mm-hmm. But if you don't fit into one of those molds and you live in Nashville, yeah. it's a weird place to be. Mm-hmm. And so it's kind of a double-edged sword and I wasn't yeah. aware of that. And then something clicked in my mind where, <laughs> I think it was a Sturgill Simpson interview. He was like, if you live in Nashville, don't play in Nashville, get a van, and go tour everywhere else until you come home and you sell out Nashville. Yeah. I was like, I love that. And it took me a while to realize that there is a world outside of Nashville, and when you look outside of the domain of comfort, the exploited area of your home turf, you can see that there is an entire country in a world that is ready for you to explore, and Mm -hmm. it pays to explore. Yeah. It does. It pays to explore, especially if you have the right vision in mind and you're not trying Mm -hmm. to take any shortcuts and just build things the right way. Well, you know, like this... um, this uh, centricity to our listeners uh-huh. and people that are within our community. That's all I care about. And so I go to Nashville and I live in Nashville and I, I hang out there, but I don't really make music that sounds like it's like being written on Music Row. And I'm totally fine with that. That's <laughs> yeah, uh, a totally kidding. Cool trip. Yeah, I get it. But I love it there. I, it's a marvelous city, man. Like you can move there and be a full time writer, you can move there and be an artist that has a great band behind you that's backing you. and you can be a manager, you could do anything you want. Yeah. Uh, but for me, the road was very nonlinear, and it still is. Mm-hmm. And I like that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Which also begs the question, are you playing Nashville on this tour?
2: We're ending, <laughs> we have two shows. We did Bonnaroo. Okay, great. Um, which was fitting for Congratulations. us. And then we're doing Live on the Green, which is uh, Lightning 100, which is our local hero station of music. Say it again, live on the green, lightning one hundred. Okay, they have a festival that they put on, and we're playing that this year. And then we're doing the, the Cosmic Country Christmas Jam. Um,
0: explode that out for me, because yeah. it sounds like a place that we all need to be at.
2: It it's fun. Cosmic.
0: The it's Cosmic fun. Country Christmas Jam.
2: I, re- I really would love if we could one day do it, and Will Ferrell's there, dressed as Buddy the Elf.
0: This sounds good. But, but not really this year. We so will don't have the show. Yeah, so paint the what? picture for the Cosmic Country Christmas Jam.
2: That's community, you know. What is that? Christmas is interesting. It's a it's a gathering of communities of different intimacies, right? You start with your friends and your business associates, then you get to the in laws, and then uh-huh. you just eventually boil it down to everyone that lives in the house. Uh-huh. So we're starting at like at that big third tier of like everyone's friends and family and community uh-huh. you know, coming into a show, yeah. and so it's my friends that live in Nashville or they're they're flying in to play the show and. Uh-huh. Um, Easton, who's in our, who's on the crew, Cosmic Country crew. Yeah. So
0: this is a, this is a, playing. this is a, your event. This is your produced event that yes. you're talking about.
1: Cosmic Country.
0: Man. Fantastic. Yeah. Okay.
2: Cosmic Country. That's the idea was I was 23. I'm like, do you have that trademark? I got a, yes. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. I, it's at the USPTO, baby. Look it up. You can't have it.
2: Um, I, was, <laughs> I think the whole idea is like, like what you're doing is like, I think you essentially build your own world. I think the world comes from you, not at you. And, and if you think about it in a way, you're building your own world at all times. And in this, if you look at humans and how uh-huh. long we've been alive, we are all bored into this episode of where you can, and this might come off in the wrong way, but you essentially, what is a brand? Uh-huh. You know, It's essentially yeah. a reputation, it's a community and you have services or products, right? And that might be a naive way to, to compress it all. But I was like, I just wanna build my own world and exist in my own world. Right. And I'm doing that anyway. And I, I, I wanna do that in a way that form fits to, to me and my personality the best way I can and surround myself with the people that I love and work best with and bring the best out of me. Um, and that's the whole ethos of how Cosmic Country came about in my life. And that's still the trip we're on. And so that's how we are in OKC on this nice uh, somewhat velvet-like couch.
0: Yeah. You know, speaking of OKC, <laughs> that the whole thing just reminds me of a band that did that so well yeah. and still consistently does it exceedingly well. Fleet of Suits? Huh? Fleet
2: of Suits? No, Fleet. I was going to say <laughs> I, I thought it was, I thought, it was, I coming, I was coming back. Coming.
0: Like, <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. I was going to say Flaming Lips. Yes. So, oh, yeah. You know, Warner Brothers. Uh, yeah. So Wayne and, and the rest of the band has, they have done, well, first they did a stupendous job uh uh, exploring, you know, early on and, uh, and then kept doing that, uh, with, with minimal people attending the shows, right? That's
2: the price to pay at first.
0: But now, I mean, the shows are, you know, an hour to an hour and a half long and they're only playing like eight or nine songs, right? Yeah. Because, because they all take a long time and there's so much else going on at it's these shows. It's an experience. It, it, is, is. it is. an experience. And, it never gets old. It's always like, this is the, this is the, I think I watched them play ACL and they played, uh, I've been to a few, flame, I mean, if you're in Oklahoma City, you've already been to like it, a yeah. million Flaming Lip shows. But one of my favorite ones was at Austin City Limits. They played for an hour and I think they played five songs. They only got to five songs, oh. <laughs> but, but they all took so long. And then they're just taking time to just do other stuff. You know, I remember there was like, uh there's probably like 50 christmas elves on stage oh, oh the production and it, was just, right. oh, it was just like i mean it was amazing that's and what
2: it, you do for festivals yeah I mean, or...
0: and it's just you're creating your whole your whole world so yes. then and i think after i think after them played france ferdinand and it's kind of like dang which all due respect to france ferdinand but if you're gonna have the lips play i mean have them just close Yeah, you know? yeah. i
1: mean because after yeah. that no one has any energy
0: left you know it's yeah. just like Man, it was amazing.
1: There's been shows here where everybody that goes to the show, and it'll be in like the big dome downtown, just in like uh, the event center, they'll give yeah. everybody a laser to like yeah. point at them. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's just like. You know what I'm sad we so missed? Cool.
0: You know, they did the. I think this was like maybe 10 years ago, but I really wanted to go. But it was the 24 hour show where they played 24 hours.
1: <laughs> oh. And so they played 20 songs. The, well, I think. Well, a lot, <laughs>
0: of it, a lot of it was like, you know, droning, noise, yeah. you know, a lot of production, things like that. But it was a 24 hour concert. So That's that would crazy. be amazing. I'm excited for the Cosmic Country 24-hour show.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daniel is too,
2: it, man. Well, it's <laughs> like, that reminds me. I think they, maybe they took that from Big Cypress and Fish, that, oh, that concept. Totally. Yeah.
0: They, I was just talking about Fish uh, with a guy at lunch today. And he drove, he, he, he flew to Red Rocks to go see f- uh, Primus.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah, Primus.
0: Primus. And so then we were kind of creating this list of bands that, one, don't have like don't have a, like a large group of fans but the fans are are so loyal and so committed that i mean they keep these people in business you know it's the people that will not just go to one fish show they'll go to six fish shows you know all along tour and same with primus same with flaming lips yeah. same with daniel donato yeah all those kind of things that's uh, a real thing that, it is that's
2: a real thing that happens in the music cuz within the music business it seems that there are several businesses that are happening it's not just one, right? You know, explode and that out. It, it can be. It can, there's also different roofs and ceilings of success. But um, if you go and fish to Spotify, they don't even have a million monthly listeners, but they they did thirteen shows at madison square garden i think seven of which are, were sold out wow. it's like <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> like and you're gonna tell me like the guy who lived in the apartment next to me who like posted a viral song on tiktok has like two million monthly listeners and then he plays yeah. in nashville and he can't sell 30 tickets right so we live in this like we live in a very strange time of like the numbers that we see aren't mm-hmm. what we think they mean
0: right you know and so Will you say that slower we yeah. say that again the numbers
2: the numbers that we see aren't what we think that they mean Oh yeah, all the time.
0: That is good.
2: You know, that's, and that's real.
0: That's the name of the episode.
2: Nice.
1: Oh, yeah. that is, man, yeah.
2: Yeah. Nice.
0: I like that. Uh, so so an exa- a great example would be, yeah, being able to sell out Madison Square Gardens without a lot of monthly listeners from Spotify. And I doubt anybody that goes to those fish shows has actually put in a fish record in the last one or two years. Right.
2: Yeah, they're really like
0: So it's not, it's not like a band that you feel like Oh, I'm going to listen to them on my way to work I mean, it's like an investment, you know we, It's like you got to get in the it's,
2: I think it's, it's, it really is fascinating Like I don't get wh- how there's, di- there's many different models Like, you know, there's some where it's like You write a record and none of the songs Are played live before the record comes out uh-huh. And you, then you go on this big tour That the record label pays for And then you go and recoup all the funds for the tour And like, yeah. that's one way to do it uh, yeah. But there's this more antiquated analog model of just, of just hitting the road and providing the service and the, the transcendent experience each night. And you build a community around that effort and that vision and yeah. that consistency.
1: Yeah.
2: And I love that one.
1: That's
0: beautiful. <laughs> I love that one because you can do that one forever. Let's do that. Yeah. You know who else from Oklahoma does that really well? Hanson.
1: Oh my goodness, yes. Oh yeah. You remember Hanson?
0: Yeah.
2: yeah, yeah. So they're from
0: Tulsa, Yeah. you know, did you know that? Yeah. No. Okay. Not, I like
2: J.J. No. Kale though. Yeah? Yeah.
0: So he, yeah, he's, uh, we'll do another podcast about J.J. Kale. Yeah. Uh, but the so Hanson- So can
2: we, um, for another band names, you know. Yeah, what, 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 what? <laughs> like J.J. Like J. J. Kale. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, like- But it's a tribute,
0: would it be a tribute band?
2: no <laughs> not at all he's actually like
0: like australian pink floyd
2: he's like really mad he's like no i'm not <laughs> J. J kale
1: i'm J, J. kale and, like, and, uh, you
2: hands- know, and he's super healthy like doesn't sing about any drugs like J, J. kale did i
0: <laughs> um <laughs> not to derail so. I, um, everybody was talking about kale you know in the early 2000s and you know, I think it was like the early 2000, it was like, like
1: 2009, 10, 11. Yeah.
0: That's yeah, when it started getting cool. And I got married in 2008 and, um, and then we started hearing about kale and I think I had it like at a restaurant once and it was amazing. And so my wife and I, we went to target and bought kale and just took it home and like we cut it up and put ranch on it
1: <laughs> oh man <laughs>
0: I just thought it was a leaf that you just like you just oh, eating a salad man. bro that was not the way to eat I kale I can see the headline I here. mean that was not the way to do kale I
2: could see it like like local married OKC man tries kale raw with ranch <laughs>
0: right I mean it's a good it's an onion article <laughs> oh that yeah, is yeah. great kale not as great right out of the store as expected uh, that's my other dream job is to write or onion or just with ranch onion headlines
2: I yeah. love my favorite onion one was like it was like it was like um it was like single man in subaru drives around burger king one more time just to see if it's still open <laughs> it's like, It was, like, it was like, it's like, it's like they're so relatable it's like
1: yes <laughs> it's like well it's like
0: it's people living their real lives and something happens they're like oh my gosh that's okay i gotta write that down for yeah. work yeah, you know yeah. uh it is really great <clears throat> we should do we should do a whole episode about our favorite onion articles um okay last question before we before we get out of here, because then you got to go sound check and get on the road. Right, John? Joe. Right, Joe? He's in the studio here. Actually, Daniel's whole band is in the studio. Um, but we haven't heard him because they've just been sleeping probably. I told so. him to
2: go into another room and be quiet.
0: Okay. That sounds good. <laughs> Did you're a really good leader? <laughs> That's what I tell people at work all the time.
2: Just go into another room. Just be quiet. Just be quiet. So all, I want to hear you
1: soldering. I don't want to <laughs> hear anything else. It's all great. Uh, I want to hear that solder.
2: Yeah.
0: So I think... Uh, Obviously, the number one thing that inspires us to make music is music, right? Um, that's the number one thing that inspires you know, us to make guitar pedals is music. And then you hear other music, and it, it really just uh, pushes you to make other music. But what else inspires you to make music? Think something that's not music.
2: So I don't know the difference between life and music. Yeah. And I've been playing music a long time every day. Yeah. And as I get into it more and more, I start to have a hard time seeing the difference. And so I don't know. Yeah. I think it's the same thing. And it's like the, the patterns in which uh, stories are told, such as like Harry Potter or The Lion King, is yes. the same pattern that would be of a one, five, six, minor four. Yeah. And because you have, you think about a story of life, right? So uh, I start my life in a place of normalcy. Uh, where I'm I, born, I, where I really
0: live. like how you picked like the one five six minor four. Well, the one five I mean, six minor
2: four is like the most.
0: That's the weepy. That's I mean that's, that's the, the one. one. I mean, does the every band. band has to have? I know the one. Do you, you, got, you have?
2: Do you have a one six? One, Not six, yet. I'm writing one right now. It, oh. it,
0: it's got to happen at the right time. I feel like it's a sophomore album or it's like a senior album. You know, I mean it's
2: like yeah. A, is that, Probably is like it, a bachelor's degree album.
0: It is. It's like all right. I think I'm ready. I'm ready for it. But there's this thing
2: that happened. Like so. The one is that's the place of home that's the place of normalcy. that's the tonic that's the place of the least amount of tension. Uh-huh. then you have the five
0: the rise
2: the rise is the dominant the
0: it, yes yes
2: it's the it's the thing that leads you out of uh-huh. home uh-huh. and then you have six minor which is darkness. you're being tried. you have you have things that are happening in your life <laughs> six minor six minor
0: and then <laughs> four take us there
2: four we've conquered there's
0: hope there's a new hope yes and then you're back to the one kind of just crying thinking about it oh my gosh no this is what i'm saying these are the things
2: i think about like so i think like if you think of it and i don't think we're aware of that when we hear the chord progressions in that way i don't think we're verbalizing that to ourselves but i do think there's a part of our unconscious that understands the tension and release in the physics of music and how that is very similar to the tension release of physics of life Uh and i have a hard time differentiating the two I really do. Cuz so many things are poetic and so many things have timbre and so many tones remind me of melodies and why is there a constant stream of music in my head that I'm always hearing? Mm. Um I just don't know the difference between the two things, but you know, everything inspires me. Even the even just getting 3 hours of sleep and then waking up and just hearing ba 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 like in the shower like anything. Yep. yep. You know. Yeah. Uh, I I try uh, to not draw too many lines. Yeah, you
0: know I wish, and and I talk about this a lot with people, but I wish I could go. I wish I could experience like a chord progression like that, without um, without knowing what's going on. You know, without uh, oh yeah, they're doing the you know the not knowing the the theory behind it. And of course, they're going to pull that trick. But like almost like I wish I could. I wish I could remove myself from uh like understanding something like that and experience because then those adjectives that we were riffing about kind of joking about but kind of talking about seriously you know like the tonic safety the rise the the the, the sadness and then the hope you know to where those emotions are more easily accessible uh in music which is why which is why i like to to read sci-fi you know, a lot of the time, because I don't know what it's like to write a novel. And I'm sure novelists are like going, like reading books. I'm like, Oh yeah, he did the thing here mm-hmm. with the character reappears, oh, yeah. you know, and they have all the tricks down, but I don't know what those tricks are. So it's, I think it's important, especially for musicians to be able to consume art. Uh, yes. that's not music. <laughs> you know, I remember I was, uh, Making some instrumental music for like a local filmmaker about a basketball coach. And I know everyone's watched the documentary that I'm talking about, slash, nobody has. Um,
2: oh, The Last Dance with music by Cole Westbrook. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no, it
0: wasn't that. Um, and uh, and it's, is it called like The
1: Lockout? And it, it was, it was and it's on us- Spotify?
0: No, it wasn't that either. Oh, you haven't heard man. this. No, nobody has. Um, I, don't even think, I don't even think they used it. Because he was like, he, I was late. <laughs> oh, no. I was late on turning it in. And he's like, well, just give me a preview. What's it sound like? And I was like, I don't know what it says. It sounds like a Cormac McCarthy novel. And he's like, I don't think I can use that. And I was like, just give me a week. You know, I could fix it. But it sounds like Hunt for Red October.
2: But that's you know? intense. I love that. So,
0: but that's, you know, I think it's important for musicians to be able to find uh, reprieve, rest, no. solace in like other art forms. Yes. Because... And I think that that helps exactly what you're talking about, what you started with, explore versus exploit.
2: I watch Bob Ross every night before I go to sleep. Wow. I, w- I, either, I either listen to Alan Watts or I yeah. watch Bob Ross. I love art. Like yeah. I love Kandinsky. I love Matisse. Mm-hmm. I love Van Gogh. Yeah. And like, especially Kandinsky. Because mm-hmm. like in 19, I think it was like 1908, he published this um, book on art in, 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 and um, the spirituality of the artist. And Matisse has, he says it best where it's like the job of the artist is to see things new every day. Yeah. You know, and that's the Mm. idea. That's where I said earlier, where I kind of um, objected for a second where it was like a new artist. Like, I think if you really are trying your best to see the full scope and bandwidth of what the endeavor is that you're immersing yourself into, it's like, it has to be new, every day it has yeah. to be a dance because when things aren't new every day that's when the routine of the non-creative work starts to come in and that's what you got to have that you got to like for me like i got to run scales i got to have like my right hand techniques and my warm ups and new learn new voicings and just have all the the athletic side of it covered But there needs to be a newness. There needs to be a dance. Mm -hmm. There needs to be a playfulness. And that's what play is. Even like neurologically, like the play circuit we have in our mind, like that is, things are new. Like Bob Saget said, when you're having a good time, there is no time. (laughs) You know, it's like, it's for real. So if you can't play, then boy, you got to find a way to get there,
0: you know? and yeah. So. I love that. And it's almost, like I feel like either if you're an artist, a professional, um, like an entrepreneur, uh anything. <laughs> I like a, you
2: know, it's artist. Well, I'm just I'm just <laughs> listen out I'm just <laughs> listening out
0: stuff. Uh, literally a, anything. Uh, I think if you're an artist to a meteorologist.
2: An adult.
1: Uh, a meteorologist,
0: urologist. Uh, anything. I think there is this there is this search. <laughs> What'd you say? Like a meaty urologist? <laughs> meteorologist. Like, yeah. He works out. It's amazing. Uh, that's so that would be Damon Lane. He, you know he works out. He's the oh, here man. in Oklahoma City. Yeah. The the rock stars are the meteorologists. So I, you've got Damon Lane. Oh yeah, the rock stars of the city. You got Damon Lane. You got David Payne. You got Emily Sutton. Aaron so Tates. David, David
2: Lane and David Payne like? Do so they get? They get definitely get together. In OKC Castles. Square and like Joe Rogan like. Just dude, commentates on the fight, right? Dude, and it's, it's like Lane versus Payne, OKC. Like, well, it is,
0: and there is like there is some loyalty around here oh. about which weather person you listen to, and, and rightfully so because in tornado season, it's life or death for a lot of people. So it's like, oh, yeah. it's like, hey, it's it's coming in the you know the Southwest Corridor of Moore. Uh, you need to you know, and if this person's covering that, and that person's not, and usually they're all doing a pretty good job. I yeah. just want to say thank you to all the meteorologists in Oklahoma City, mm-hmm. except for no, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> But uh, anyway, back to it. Whether you're a meteorologist or an artist or some, there is this uh, there is this path that you're wanting to take. Like you're, you're searching for the "I've arrived" chapter. And it's not there, right? Yeah. No. And I, I would also argue it doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. And if you think it exists, you lose.
2: Yeah, you're looking at you're not looking at as a as a, as the game that it really is. I think in some yeah. way. And I don't really know what it really is, but. Um, I am pretty sure that until the dying breath of your existence, you're not done changing. Yeah, You know, especially just on a physical level, like think of all the cells that if we were just to zoom in right now and like, you know, fade to the screen and we were just, we would see like absolute like game of thrones murder <laughs> in the cells going on in our uh, body. Just like God,
0: a- you said that bring out the black light.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Like, <laughs> so like you're, you're constantly changing. So why would you think you would ever arrive at an identity and our state of career that is yeah. one of solitude? Like at any state of your existence on any hour, any minute of any given day, there is absolute chaos in mm. order happening in your life. Like, yeah. I guarantee you there is something that you are just very stressed and unsatiated with right now. Yeah. And then you're also very excited to go see your kids. Yeah. You know, and it's like, that's the way life I feel like always has been, always will, uh-huh. and, and is. And I don't ever want to arrive at a place because I don't mm. think that that's the goal. You know, I don't, you know, I definitely have goals. But if you really have a vision, yeah. that's a moving target that moves into the infinity of the cosmos forever. Yeah. And that's really what I'm, that's where my frequency is that. It's like, you're, I don't think you arrive.
0: Which brings us into the thesis behind cosmic country. Yeah. That's great. Yeah. I love it. Hey, dude, thank you for being on the show today.
2: Thank you for having me.
0: I really appreciate it. I know it's, it's awesome. like tour is super packed. So I just appreciate you taking a couple seconds and uh, sitting in with us, man. Thank you. Okay. It's so I, wanna, I, I want uh, us to close with basically you giving us your, your LinkedIn or your Linktree page. Um, if people want to learn more about you and listen and absorb more of the absolute top shelf content you're putting out, where do you send them? Where do they go?
2: cosmic country on google i'll bring you to my website google that stuff baby or, or DuckDuckGo. or if you're a vpn user you can still google it it'll work um <laughs> that'll my instagram's on there uh facebook tiktok youtube podcast everything tour schedule okay it's all on there cosmic country
0: awesome all right go check out daniel donato and uh if you think about it go thank road manager joe thanks for letting us be here joe all right <laughs> I cool i love it thank you guys <laughs> all right awesome. see you next time
2: Thanks. Thank you guys.